We're going to get started in just a minute. But before we do, I want to talk to you about Anchor by Spotify. It is the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. This is what I use for my podcast, and it is fantastic. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. or die podcast glad to have you here today thank you for listening for those of you that are watching the live stream thank you for watching and for those of you that are not you can go over to youtube and check that out later if you'd like to but we're going to jump into the show today and here's the question to kick off our discussion what is the difference between awareness and solutions When we look at a problem or problems, there are always two avenues that we can approach those problems from. We can either talk about the problem, that's awareness, or we can talk about how to solve the problem, that is solution. When we look at the world around us and we look at so many of the issues that we're facing as a a culture, as a country, and, and we look down the road and things are a bit uncertain, what we see a lot of are those who are happy to point out the problems, that's awareness, And yet on the other side of those problems, they rarely have solutions. Have you noticed this? We could pick out any of the issues that we're dealing with as a country right now, and we can see that there are large groups of people saying there's a problem, there's a problem, there's a problem, and very few people actually discussing the solutions to the problems. What about in your own life? I think in marriage relationships, in family relationships, and uh, in, in really any kind of relationships that we're involved in, maybe at work or, uh, again, maybe in the context of the family or some other area of life, uh, there are always people who want to point out the problem. There's a problem here. You're doing it wrong. This is not right. This has never been right. In the past, you did it wrong. Whatever that sounds like, there are always people around who want to point out the problem. That is awareness. But people who get things done and people who move forward in spite of the difficulties of life are people that understand awareness is helpful, but solutions are necessary. Uh, On this podcast, I do my best to uh, help put some perspective, uh, perspective on the issues of life and how to move forward in life even when we feel like we're under attack. And so often, We feel like we're under attack because we are. (laughs) We're under attack. There are real battles in life. There are real things that we have to deal with in life. So how do we move forward when it seems like life is out of control? When the figurative or literal bombs of life are falling around us, when the, the rounds are coming from the machine gun on the other side of the canal, as I've discussed in the past, how do we continue to move forward? We realize, of course, that we need to march 
or we can stay where we are and die. Those are our two decisions. But how do we march when it would be easier to die? I think there are a lot of people that in life are not in a physical sense, but in an emotional and a spiritual and a relational sense, they're dead because they spend their times pointing out the problems, pointing out the battles, pointing out the fights, and aren't willing to stand up and do the hard work of moving forward, moving toward a solution. When we look at awareness and solutions, we know that one is easier, one is certainly more popular, but there is one that is the most effective. And I want to talk about this today because this is so important. I wonder in your own life, which one are you? Are you the person that likes to raise awareness or are you the person, the type of person that likes to find solutions? I believe that awareness is easy to get behind because when you're behind an awareness campaign, when you're raising awareness, when you're talking about problems, you feel like you are a part of something without doing the hard work of dealing with the problem. Now think about that for a second. For those that get behind awareness campaigns, and and I'll give you a couple of examples of this. In our work, the work that I do here at the Mighty Oaks Foundation, where we deal uh, with um, veteran issues, (laughs) Uh, trauma and trauma related to life, trauma related to service in the military, uh, trauma related to combat, the relationship trauma that sometimes comes from that. That's what we deal with primarily here at the Mighty Oaks Foundation. Uh, And what we try to do is point out that there is a problem, and then lay out a plan to get to a solution, to get to uh, really the end of that, to move forward in spite of that problem. I'll tell you, though, that in the veteran world, there are many, many, many organizations that exist as awareness, and that's the term many of them would use, awareness organizations. They do awareness campaigns. They, they talk about how bad many of the veterans' issues are and how bad uh, organizations that are supposed to support veterans, like the, the VA and other organizations, how bad they are. They talk about how bad the suicide epidemic amongst veterans and active duty service members really is. And they raise awareness. And, and you'll see this all of the time in the veteran community. They raise awareness. Now, There's nothing wrong with awareness. We're going to talk about that in a minute. But if your life is devoted toward raising awareness, there's a a real psychological reason for that. (laughs) Because when we're involved in raising awareness, when we're involved in pointing out problems, we feel like we are a part of something without actually doing the hard work of finding a solution and dealing with with the problem. I want to make this statement. The only time awareness is helpful is when it leads to change. I'll say that one more time. If you're listening to this, you need to get this. The only time awareness is helpful is when it leads to change. It doesn't matter what area of life you find yourself in right now. I'm, I'm thinking through the various areas that I'm involved in, whether it's organizational life or maybe for you it's corporate or work life. Maybe uh, there are relationships that you're involved in. Maybe there are family relationships. Maybe it's something else. Wherever it is you live, whatever it is you're dealing with, you have to understand 
that the only time awareness is helpful, the only time pointing out a problem is helpful, the only time uh, stepping back and saying, hey, we need to do something about this, the only time that's helpful is when it's followed up with a solution that leads to a change. There's a, a great uh, illustration of this from uh, not too distant future, or, or <laughs> not too distant future, the not too distant past. Uh, there's a wonderful organization, and um, for many many years they were considered the largest uh, faith-based nonprofit organization in the United States. Um, and I think there are some others that might be bigger than them now. But at one time they were the biggest, uh, and the organization is called Prison Fellowship. If you're not familiar with Prison Fellowship, or their founder Chuck Colson. Do some reading. I read a book a couple of years ago. It's this one that I'm holding, and if you're listening and not watching, you can't see the book. But for those of you that are watching, uh, it's a book written by John Perry called God Behind Bars, and it is the story of the founding of Prison Fellowship. It's a, it's a fascinating story, and uh, man, what an incredible person Chuck Colson was. He passed away a few years ago. Chuck Colson uh, was extremely intelligent. He was an attorney. Uh, working in the Marine Corps. He was a Marine uh, attorney. He later would work on the campaign for President uh, Richard Nixon, eventually then became a part of the administration of Richard Nixon, and had a reputation for being, among other things, uh, the hatchet man uh, for the Nixon administration. If Richard Nixon had a problem, Chuck Colson was the one that was sent to deal with the problem. Had a terrible reputation. In fact, many said uh, at that time, and I don't know how true this is, I don't think he said it, uh, but many said about him that he would run over his grandmother if he had to, to get Richard Nixon elected and then re-elected. Uh, during the Watergate scandal of the Richard Nixon administration, Chuck Colson is said to have had knowledge of it happening, and uh, you'd have to read about it. It's, uh, again, an uh, intriguing story, fascinating story, but to his involvement in that. Uh, and in the process of all that happening, Richard Nixon resigned. You're familiar with this history, I believe. Uh, Richard Nixon resigned, and the investigation into Watergate happened. Someone needed to go down. A few people did. One of those people was Chuck Colson. Chuck Colson, in the process of... Uh, between the process of Richard Nixon stepping down and the Watergate uh, trials, uh, said that he became a Christian. He placed his faith in Christ. He became a Christian. And with that, became a different person. Eventually, he would uh, plead guilty to obstruction of justice and would serve almost a year in a uh, federal prison, in Alabama's Maxwell Prison. Um, Man, what a turn this guy had. At the top of his game, at the top of the world, to serving time in prison. Uh, I want to read this to you. In uh, his best-selling memoir, Born Again, Chuck Colson wrote this, I found myself increasingly drawn to the idea that God put me in prison for a purpose and that I should do something for those I had left behind. The book goes on, and a summary of his life goes on to say, he emerged from prison with a new mission, mobilizing the Christian church to minister to prisoners. Now, in the book that I read, God Behind Bars, John Perry talks about how while he was in prison, Chuck Colson told the other prisoners, uh, having learned about uh, the conditions in prison and learned about many of the things that they had to deal with, the things they were not allowed to have, and how even folks could not minister to them, that while he was in prison, he said to those that he was in prison with, when I get out, I'm coming back. 
And when I come back, I'm going to come back with help, and I'm going to mobilize folks uh, to get behind an effort to help those who are in prison. Uh, in this book, God Behind Bars, uh, he, he talks about how uh, those prisoners had heard this before. Uh, they had had others come in and say, when I get out, I'm going to come back and help. And uh, this reminds me of the Old Testament story of Joseph and how he helped the guys in prison and they got out and said, we'll remember you. And largely they forgot. That's what the prisoners thought would happen when Chuck Colson left. But that's not what happened at all. Chuck realized there was a problem a number of problems, and there were systemic problems throughout the the penitentiary system, and he recognized there were problems. He left to point out those problems, and he did a good job, but he took the step beyond that and created Prison Fellowship, and in the process, developed an organization that was able to help many thousands of prisoners. In 1976, he founded Prison Fellowship, and among other things, he received the prestigious Templeton Prize for Progress in Religion in 1993. I want to read this quote from Chuck Colson. In Matthew 25, Jesus says, I was in prison and you visited me. He calls upon his followers to minister to those who are behind bars. In other words, we will be judged in part by the way we treat those who are in prison. The fact that a man has committed a crime and is paying the price does not mean that he forfeits his God-given Dignity. That quote is found in uh, the Justice Report of 1977 called High Voltage Humiliation. What a great story. And again, I, I encourage you to go back and uh, read the story of Chuck Colson. And uh, there's some video of him talking uh, and telling his story. Uh, read some books. Uh, just a tremendous, tremendous illustration of the principle that we're discussing today. This was a man that had everything going for him. He made some mistakes along the way. He realized he gained a new perspective on life. Because of that, he admitted to his part in a crime. He was placed in prison. He saw some things wrong while he was there. And he left not just telling others about the problem, but rather creating an organization that would serve and minister to those who were in prison. He created a solution to the problem. One of the problems that he saw was the relationship between those in prison and their children. There was really no way to connect the two and to allow prisoners to continue to parent their kids. He partnered with another organization that would eventually be absorbed by prison fellowship called Angel Tree. And this was an opportunity for prisoners to give gifts to their children during Christmas. Many, many, many other programs, educational programs and relief programs and family programs and on and on. He did all that he could to meet the needs of those who were in prison. Because there was a problem, he raised awareness. But his awareness led to a solution to many of those problems. And because of that, he's built for himself, even though he's no longer with us, a legacy that will last well into the future. Awareness is good. But awareness must lead to a solution. A couple of thoughts before I leave you today. Number one, the first important step to change is awareness. Now, I want to make this very clear. I'm not against awareness. I'm not against awareness in the veteran community. I'm not against awareness. We, we're seeing this unfold right now uh, with protests of injustices done to communities within our country. Uh, I am certainly not against awareness. If we don't know there's a problem, we can't solve the problem. <laughs> awareness is very, very important. That is the first important step 
to a solution. That is awareness. If we don't know there is a problem, we won't work for real change. But that takes us to the second point, and here it is. Awareness should lead... Please listen to this, if nothing else. Awareness should lead to an honest, unbiased assessment of the real problem. I'll say that again. Awareness should lead to an honest, unbiased assessment of the real problem. Here's what often happens. A problem is brought to the attention of people who didn't know there was a problem. That's awareness. An assessment is taken of that problem to determine what the solution should be, but that problem is filtered through the experiences of those doing the assessment. And so so instead of having an honest, objective, real assessment of the problem, they filter that through their own experience and then solve a problem that they created. I don't have time in the context of this podcast to get all the way into this, but this point is so important. Awareness is good. Awareness needs to lead to a change. But the only way to get to the right change is to look at what's happening or what has happened objectively and honestly and free of your own bias. Otherwise, you are going to work to solve a problem that you created. Uh, again, in the veteran community, uh, so many issues are blamed on combat trauma, the way that a service member may treat their family and the issues that they have. Uh, really, having worked in this world for a long time, I have come to the conclusion that combat trauma is real and PTSD, those things are real. They create real problems, and some of those are physiological, some are emotional, many are spiritual. Uh, the trauma of combat creates real problems. Often, however, those struggling with the problems created by the trauma will self-medicate. They'll do that through drugs and alcohol and other behaviors, and they'll behave badly because of what's happened to them. And that bad behavior is what then causes them to treat the people in their world the way they treat them. Broken relationships and, and damaged lives, those things are the result of the bad behavior that came on the other side of the trauma. But if we step back and we don't look at that objectively or honestly, we can say the trauma is what has caused the problem. And so we're trying to solve a problem that may or may not exist in every case instead of looking at the centerpiece, which is the bad behavior on the other side of the trauma. If we can, and this is what we strive to do as an organization, if we can say, look, trauma is real, the difficulties are real, the things that we've experienced, those are real, but they're not an excuse for behaving badly. They don't remove your purpose. They don't remove uh, your ability to do important things, to stand up and lead. If we can communicate that, then we can fix the other issues that flow from that. But only if we look at the problem that has been raised objectively. That's a simple example, one from my life. But do you understand where we're going there? Awareness so often leads to us trying to solve a problem that we've created because we don't have the ability to honestly and objectively and unbiasedly, if that's a word, 
consider the real problem. Awareness should lead to an honest, unbiased assessment of the real problem. Number three, that honest assessment should lead to action. The honest assessment of the problem should lead to action. If you are involved in raising awareness, you should have one eye turned towards solving the problem. Raise awareness, get people on board, solve the problem. That's the goal. An honest assessment should lead to action. Now, there's a warning in all of this. And I think that this warning really sums up why we have generations of people screaming about a problem and yet presenting so few solutions. Progress, here's the warning, progress can be the enemy of a solution. Wow. (laughs) It's a bit counterintuitive, isn't it? Progress can be the enemy of a solution. We need to use the lessons used on one problem to attack another problem. Take the lessons we have used to deal with one problem and then attack another problem. We need to be willing to celebrate progress, celebrate victory, celebrate solutions, and then move forward. Here's what happens. Progress can be the enemy of a solution because if we find a solution, then there's no longer a need for awareness. And if our whole life is wrapped up in the business of raising awareness then a solution removes the need for awareness and removes the need for us and removes the need (laughs) for whatever it is we've given ourselves to. This, I believe, is why so many people love to talk about problems and yet hate to deal with solutions. Because if a solution is found to the veteran problem, many organizations will have to go away. If solutions are found to so many of the inner city issues that we're considering right now as Americans, if we begin to find solutions to so many of these these tensions that we're experiencing, then the organizations that have been built around screaming about problems will have to go away. It is not in their best interest to create solutions, but to scream about problems. If you find your purpose, your meaning, your value in your relationship, in pointing out the faults of the other people in that relationship, then there's no value to you to find a solution to help them move forward because your whole value, your whole uh, world is wrapped up in talking about the problem instead of finding a solution. That's a warning that progress can be the enemy of a solution. But when we understand that awareness is important, as long as it leads to an honest, unbiased assessment of the real problem... And that that honest assessment then leads to a solution. When we understand that, then we can look at our world in a much clearer way, identifying what's wrong, assessing, and developing through hard work a solution to the problem. Awareness versus solutions. You at least need to think about the difference. Because so many of the obstacles in our life and so many of the difficulties allow us an opportunity to point out a problem. And so many people get stuck right there. Pointing out the problem. Instead of marching forward and finding a solution 
taking what has been learned in that fight and applying it to another. Life can be difficult. It can be trying. It can be confusing. But when we're willing to do the hard work of finding a solution, in most cases, we will. I hope that's a help to you this week. Uh, Begin looking at the world through that perspective. I think you'll see things a little more clearly. I want to remind you, as I do every week, that when the bullets are flying in your life, you only have two choices. Only two. You can march moving forward, or you can die. Stay where you are and let the enemy win. But thankfully, you have the power to decide. Jesus wants our fears to launch us toward faith. Then he grins and says, Do you trust me? Because together we can do this. With Mornings with Jesus, you can start your day in a positive way. Find hope through inspirational stories and scripture. Go to lifeaudio.com or search your favorite podcast app for Mornings with Jesus. You can also download the Abide app for biblical meditations at abide.com.